0: Mm -hmm. It is time for Markets Mondays, and we want you to um, join us as we get into what's happening in the world's markets. It's also a very useful time for us to just catch up on the the, the basic economics of what's going where and who and up and down and left and right. And uh, whether you're a new trader, as many of us are, or you're looking for a safe place to start as an experienced trader perhaps, You are looking for low spreads, multi assets, high tech stuff. Well, markets.com will suit you perfectly no matter what you're looking for. And a special offer to our fans, you can follow the link on cliffcentral.com or register with markets.com yourself. But if you follow our link, it's easy because then you don't have to put in any details. So just go to cliffcentral.com straight after this and sign up by following the link that we've posted on the page. Very, very easy. And we will get you a 30% bonus if you are a new subscriber today. So here go and join markets.com and uh, who knows you might just find it's exactly what you've been looking for. Um, you know, exactly the platform that you needed to do this. So the silly season is upon us and there are lots of people who are thinking about you know, what's going to happen with the markets at the end of the year, because there are some quite dramatic movements at this time of year, but you don't want to be left out on the wrong side of a trade. So today we're joined by Simon Brown, who will be telling us what to look out for and what to prepare for during these months of the year. Simon is a partner with Markets.com. He's also a trader, investor, and market teacher with decades of market experience. Simon, it's great to have you on. How are you? Uh, Gareth, I'm, I'm always good. Great to be back yeah good to see you last time people really enjoyed your update and and kind of a lot of it had to do with stuff which is you know introductory to those of us who are new to to markets or to trading. but I think there are more and more people now who are trying to get into the specifics and we can get a little bit more into the detail uh, this week but let 's just talk about. The drivers that are impacting, I've just been in Turkey, they've got huge inflation going on there at the moment. And I thought one of the things I'd like you to help me understand is why. Um, I saw lots of economic activity in Turkey, but I must be honest with you, I I don't understand why their inflation is unofficially north of like 150, 200 percent.
1: What's actually going on there? Yeah, so uh, you're spot on that that f- from an economic activity, Turkey is absolutely happening. Oh. Um, and truthfully, inflation has been rising the world over. I mean, most developed economies uh, have had inflation this year at, at 40 year highs, so you know the highest we've seen since the early to, 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 to mid 80s. Mm. But Turkey's got a one weird thing which has really hurt them and that's their president and he's sort of refused to allow the central bank their independence. Now we've got our Reserve bank, we have the monetary policy committee meeting uh, every two months. They raise rates. Nobody likes the interest rates going higher. Um, and, and truthfully, across the board, we would rather not that not happen. Mm. But, of course, the point around raising rates is to fight inflation. And quite simply, if you push interest rates up, most of us have got some debt, uh, whether it be a home, a car, a credit card or something like that makes our debt cost more means we've got less money in our pocket, means we've got less money to spend, and that then starts to pull inflation down because it simply reduces demand because people are a little bit poorer. And that's Economics 101. We're seeing it across Western Europe. We're seeing it in North America. We're seeing it locally in South Africa, Australia, the world over with one exception, and that exception is Turkey. And what they've done there is the president is essentially, every time a a central banker does the right thing, raise rates, he fires them. And he's been lowering rates in the, in, in the face of, of rising inflation. And what that does is it puts more money into the economy, which creates demand. And that then is the higher inflation. So at the right. core of it, it's that lack of central bank independence. It is so critically important. We've seen it in the UK in the last two weeks. All the troubles with Liz Truss and, and quasi and everything like that. But at the point, when it was all going pear-shaped, the Bank of England had its independence. It could do what it needed to do to protect interest rates, to protect the currency, and that's so hugely important. In Turkey, Erdogan just basically hasn't allowed that independence, and unfortunately, uh, citizens are paying the price. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased
0: that you explained that because it was confusing to me. And I, I, you know, I heard lots of muttering and mumbling from ordinary citizens on the street and people who were trying to, to do business in Turkey. Uh, I wasn't sure how and why it was all going on. So let's just get to the equities because that's why a lot of people want the updates on a Monday. So Apple has apparently been releasing some interesting new products. Um, so I'm yeah. interested in how their share is performing and also what's happening with Meta and Facebook because, um, Apparently, they've been taking a bit of a pounding. Simon? Oh, got a bit of a delay going on there. I think Simon might be experiencing some load shedding. Let me just see if we can get him back on. Uh, I'll just do this in the meantime. Oh, by the way, the other thing that we need to look at is crypto, because we've got to talk about Bitcoin. It's still consolidating around the 19 and 20K levels, which it's been on for a while now. And uh, we want to talk a little bit about South Africa and what's going on here in our equities market. So we're going to get onto all of that with Simon in just a moment. Just so that you know – oh, there he is. Simon, sorry, we lost you. I thought you'd maybe been load shed. Uh, I think you're on mute. Just unmute yourself there. Unmute. Uh, microphone. There we go. Oh, I'm back. There we go. All right. So I was asking just a moment ago, and there's quite a lot now that's on the table. Let's talk about Apple. Let's also talk about uh, Meta and Facebook because those are the shares that everyone's looking at. Um, is tech still
1: suffering because it hasn't been doing great this year? Tech is suffering, Gareth, but but you know sometimes suffering's opportunity. Hey, let's look at Apple quickly first. Uh, the share price is about a third off the the highs which it saw of of, of late last year. Um, but but yeah, you know, Apple is still a, a giant business. I mean, they've announced new uh, 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 iPhones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've announced new. Mm.
0: Damn, I wonder what's going on with Simon's connection there. We'll try and figure that out. Just want to go to the comments quickly. Corona's boring says if fighting inflation is the aim, how come the Saab has inflation targets? Seems like a wealth transfer to me. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't know the answer to this, but that does sound a little bit conspiratorial. Um Turkey just signed to be Russia's gas hub, sticking its middle finger to NATO. Well, that's also something worth discussing. Square peg, uh oh hang on. Beth says, Oh hang, here we go. I often find it challenging to break out of my loops, but creating new accounts allows for more randomness. I'm not sure. I think they might have to do with YouTube. Um, all right. Let's see if we can get Simon back on here. Simon, are you there? Hmm. It's very odd. Well, we'll see if we can get him back in a second or two. Uh, Leanne and Mash are still here with me. I don't know where Simon is, but we'll, as soon as he's back on, we'll get back to the market updates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't understand why there was, um, inflation in turkey i mean these are these are things that are too complicated for me to get but i will uh, yes <laughs> i will yeah I will. it thank, is thank it God is really complex though
1: yeah absolutely
0: by the way but to uh, think... Cabello think is just saying yeah tech really is suffering because simon keeps uh, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> <Eish>. <laughs> you were saying complicated yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a really complicated thing. But um, also he mentioned Liz Truss, and it's been Mm. almost nightmarish to watch things unfold there. Um, And I watched a pretty uh, stern interview with her the other day where this journalist fired about six or seven questions in a row. Mm -hmm. Said, what about this? What about this? You've done this. You've done that. And she was definitely stumped. But people are not happy. Um, well, very awkward uh, speaking to watch of, her try of, and
0: respond. Speaking of Liz Truss, I saw a brilliant thing on the internet uh, this weekend. Apparently, someone has got a lettuce and a picture of Liz Truss, and they're going to see if she can outlast the lettuce because <laughs> they reckon they reckon that she'll they reckon she'll be in for so short a time. That the lettuce may actually not rot before Liz Truss is replaced. Um, Simon Brown, Simon Brown is back. Let's get straight to it. Simon, sorry about that. I don't know what's going on, whether it's on our side or yours, but it seems we're connected again. So you're talking about tech stocks and how that's going. And we were talking about Apple and their new products. Um, but I also want to know about Facebook and Meta. So do you want to pick that up where you left
1: off? Yeah. Sorry, Gareth. It's my side. I'm on a Mac and it's not a happy one. It's suddenly dying on me. They've come and. In- pressure and and we're seeing it uh you know meta has has you know they're spending literally 15 billion on the metaverse uh changes to apple's privacy settings has suddenly meant that it's harder for for them to target adverts on facebook but these stocks are cheap Meta's lost two-thirds of its value over the last year and let's be clear they've still got three billion daily monthly active users and a lot of what it is is folks saying okay prices come down meta might not make as much money as it did in the past But at current prices, around $120 for the share, it's looking attractive. Mm -hmm. The same with Apple. I mean, Apple's still selling, uh, you know, a couple of uh, tens of millions of of iPhones, new ones, the 14, the 13, the 12. In fact, all the way back to the 11, uh, and they make a little less profit when they sell internationally because of the stronger dollar. But again, that's the stock that's off a third of its value. These sell-offs are scary if you hold the stock because you're losing yeah. money. Oh, wow. They're scary if you're watching it because you wonder what the heck's happening. But these are two companies that their products are not going away. You know, Facebook is unlikely to become a MySpace and just disappear off the face of the earth. No. Apple remains the biggest company in the world. And truthfully, aside from the problems I'm running with my Mac this morning, really great (laughs) hardware. Um, And what we're seeing with these are companies that are perhaps, in the case of Meta, about the cheapest it's been in five years. So if at any point in the last five years you liked it, uh, what you're doing now is broadly the same company, yet some changes, some increased risks, but much better pricing on it. And that is so significant where you can – in these sell when markets are looking scary as they are right now, there's actually some opportunity. It takes some courage and it'll take some time, but there certainly is opportunity and, and big tech is not going away. Simon,
0: I, I heard also that um, Meta have been laying off a few um, extra staff and, and I know that this is something that hasn't ever happened in tech. I mean, pretty much since the The boom where they all came into into being they've just been hiring more and more people they've been growing and growing and growing and at extraordinary and alarming rates and for the first time silicon valley is not hiring the same kind of uh, the, the same volume of people at the same rate and obviously at the same salaries that they might have hired them before so there's a lot going on there but i do want to turn our attention quickly to commodities Obviously, commodities, uh, big on on the table at the moment is gold uh, because people use gold as the ultimate security. Um, If everything else is falling apart, then they say, well, gold will always retain its value. How do you see gold performing? Where do you see it going towards the end of the year?
1: (laughs) So I've never been a fan of gold in in my entire trading career. As you mentioned, It, it stretches back many, many, many years. But I do think that this is perhaps a time for gold. Gold is supposed to do well in times of concern and trouble, and we saw during the pandemic collapse of, two, of 2020 March, um, but also during times of inflation. And interestingly, when it first, when inflation first rears its head, gold doesn't perform incredibly well. But then it starts to do better as we move into the inflationary period, which is. I would argue what's starting to happen now. Inflation has been around for about a year. We've had rising rates uh, in in developed markets and emerging markets for around about the last six months. And gold should be moving higher as investors start to look for something that is – that is safe. And, and and why is gold safe? Because there's no worries about uh, uh you know GDP of gold. There's no worries around profit margins or anything. It's just a, a fairly pretty lump of metal that we <laughs> use for jewelry or gold bars that you put in the in, in, in the bank and the like, et etc. And it's supposed to be that that perfect crisis coin. And it certainly did what it was supposed to do in 2020 initially it sold off with everything else and then it rallied to to all-time highs it hasn't had a a good couple of decades but that's because we haven't seen much inflation over the period so Mm. for the first time in my entire career in the stock markets i'm actually holding gold positions i don't by the physical gold, I would go into something such as Marcus.com and, and pick up exposure that way. I don't need the Krugerrand because then I've got to hide it somewhere. But this is a time when gold should be uh, uh, performing as a as a top asset class, and it it, it has been holding its own, hmm. but it hasn't yet started moving significantly. And I think that you know, is it going to get back to two thousand? Certainly, I think it's it, it should be. And of course, I've been wrong often enough. But gold, I think, is a space where we can get some protection and a little bit of safety going forward.
0: Okay. One of the things I like about markets.com is you can really get exposure to any kind of asset. And there's so many people talking about crypto. We know that cryptocurrencies have not had the greatest ride in the last while. We often speak to Sean Sanders from Revix about this. But mm-hmm. crypto at the moment is just stuck somewhere around the nineteen dollars to $20,000 level. And I don't know whether you have any particular ideas on what might happen there and whether or not that's likely to go up or down in any significant way as we head towards the end of the year, but how do you feel about crypto generally and Bitcoin in particular?
1: You know is crypto here to save the monetary world i don 't subscribe to that at all. Is it a risk asset that we can hold and trade? Absolutely it is, and indeed I do um, and, and and particularly bitcoin ethereum i 'm not a the altcoins the they get too complicated for me, but you mentioned uh, 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 short, Revex. i mean there are baskets that you can engage with mm. as well if you want that that diversification sure but you mentioned the price between nineteen and twenty thousand and that 's really interesting because. Crypto has been holding its own over the last couple of weeks and months while the rest of the world is not. You know, equity markets have come under pressure. Right. Currencies the world over have been all flying to the dollar. We've seen all currencies, major and minors, uh, experiencing weakness over the last couple of months. And crypto holding that nineteen to 20,000, I think, is significant. Uh, two months ago, I would have said to you I thought crypto was going to 15,000, well, Bitcoin. And, and, and that was my, my target. But the fact that it's managing to hold, in essence – If you look at it as a battle between buyers and sellers, I thought the sellers would win and push that price back down. What we're seeing is that the buyers and sellers are are sort of evenly matched. Hence, we're seeing that price sticking at around the 19 to 20,000. And I think that's a positive sign. Mm -hmm. Now, when we start to, 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 to look into the future, at some point, do we start to see those buyers win and therefore the price move higher? I think that's probably the next big move for Bitcoin I just don't see it happening anytime soon. I don't see what's going to be that sudden driver which will change circumstances. Uh, a, a low inflation number out of the U.S. or Europe, uh, uh, a slowing down of raising, uh, rising interest rates, again, in Europe, the U.K., or perhaps the U.S., but I don't think any of those are happening in the rest of this year. So I think Bitcoin's more going to be a story of 2023 than uh, the rest of this year. Simon what
0: about South Africa's stock market we haven't discussed this at all which is really tells you a bit of the story anyways that there's been so little happening over there i know that if if we had to do a daily jse update we'd be bored very quickly because there's not a huge amount of movement going on but how is the the, the stock market at home doing i mean we know we've got the transnet strike we've got uh, rate hikes at the moment. The Monetary Policy Committee got together not so long ago. They're having another one now for November coming up. How, how do you think South Africa's stock market is doing? And I mean, how much exposure do you want there?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, our market, much like global markets, has been under pressure. Uh, we're slightly helped by a weaker end because, of course, we've got a lot of commodities. So the commodity price might be a little lower. But the weaker currency ran out at eighteen thirty odd this morning. that certainly is helping uh, the market and Of course, those companies that are operating within south Africa they, they're struggling. I mean we're sitting here in you know, the biggest city in the in the country and, and we've got load shedding and water shedding. Uh, neither of those are are, are yeah, conducive to to a good business environment. So I do think along with global markets, I think we're going to be uh, seeing more weakness coming through. Uh, and and you know i mean i I look at markets the world over and i think they can easily go another eight or ten percent lower in the next month or two take us into the year end but the important thing with markets is that ultimately they're looking forward so they're trying to guess what's going to be happening towards the end of next year and if we start seeing positive signs there into the future and the risk is we're not right about the future of course if we start seeing positive signs there i think we'll get some pickup but you mentioned the Transnet strike and that's a that's a huge issue. We've seen companies such as Thungela who are exporting coal, mm-hmm. uh, Kumba Iron Ore who are exporting iron ore, and they simply can't get their product to market at this point. Now, yeah, a strike that lasts a week or two, it's not good take some of the shine off their earnings, but they can manage. Yeah. But if the strike becomes protracted, then it can significantly hurt their earnings. And of course, we're talking about the big miners, but there are other companies out there who are exporting goods. There are companies who are importing goods. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know Christmas is, is, what, just over t- uh, two months away, and I know it's still way off <laughs> and we haven't yet got the, the Christmas trees in the shopping centers, but <laughs> retailers are starting to bring in those goods. There's a lot of stuff on our shelves that we see every time we go grocery shopping, which is imported. And, and very much the FMCG, fast-moving consumer good business, is a just-in-time. You're not ordering december's goods today if it's mayonnaise you're ordering next week's goods today so right. there's risks around suddenly we can't find our favorite whatever it might be on the shelves and certainly if if that strike continues it's it's going to hurt large swaths of our economy particularly uh, uh the, the mining space who need the trains to get the goods to harbor and then of course the ports to be working to get it onto ships now in the precious space, gold, PGMs, not a problem because you can put an ounce of platinum in your pocket and that's worth a thousand dollars. Palladium, two thousand dollars. It's those bulk commodities. It's coal, it's iron ore, it's manganese. It's all of those that the problem comes. And then, of course, the fruit exporters down in the Western Cape as well. I love th- that you explained
0: what FMCG, fast moving consumer goods, are. You know, you hear people drop these. Uh... <laughs> these abbreviations into conversation. And nobody ever explains to you what the hell they're talking about. And you mentioned platinum group metals there as well. But these are things that otherwise we would not know. And then people just nod along and go, yeah, 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 as if they know what you're talking about. But yeah, have we, I mean, have we completely recovered even from the supply chain problems of COVID? Because that's another thing that happened that affected Mm. the world's economy. And now we've got the transnet strike. It's only going to uh, make that situation worse. We know that there are still loads and loads of goods being shipped around the world that are very much delayed um, over the last two and a half years and probably, you know, will be for some time going forward.
1: We're we're largely through the, the, the COVID-inspired uh, supply chain problems. And, and we can see that by, by, I mean, the easiest way is to track, Truck rates in the US, those rates had absolutely spiked. They'd gone up four or five X. They were back to normal. Uh, uh, Container rates the world over were up two or three fold. Those have returned to normal. Uh, wait times at the Los Angeles port, which were at one point in excess of 100 days, are now down to two or three days, again back to normal. So pretty much supply chains are back to normal, and partly okay. because companies are starting to shift from that just-in-time supply chain to just-in-case. In other words, keep more stock. And we mm-hmm. can see it by the stock levels that companies the world over are holding. They've increased locally and globally. They've got, instead of having a weak supply, they're sitting on three maybe six months supply. The risk here remains China in that zero COVID policy. We have in the Chinese People's Congress, yeah. as we speak, Xi Jinping was talking yesterday, and he certainly was suggesting that he is putting the health of the Chinese people, his phrase, uh, at the top of the agenda, which means if a COVID outbreak happens, they will shut down cities. Now, it depends the city. You know, with respect to China, if it's one of the smaller cities, which might only be a million population or something, less important but when it happens at the really significant cities Shenzhen, Beijing then we can have hiccups but they're going to be more hiccups in that supply chain rather than a grinding to a gridlock which is what we saw in 2020 and 2021. I'm afraid we're out of
0: time for this morning but Simon Brown always good to have you on and thank you very much for that uh, helpful information always good to hear also what's going in what direction and to get some basic perspective on things like inflation in Turkey, which otherwise I'd have no one to explain to me uh, about. Thank you very much, Simon Brown. Markets.com will return with Markets Mondays in another two weeks, and I can promise you we're going to have lots of good stuff there too. If you want to join up, go to markets.com. You can follow the link on cliffcentral.com. Remember when you sign up and uh, you tell them that we sent you you will get 30% bonus on your deposit, which is an excellent way to start.